Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Hello, and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast. This is a new podcast. We are very excited to launch this. I am the producer of the show, and I have Jonathan Kavaznik with me. Hi, everyone out there in podcast land. I'm so excited. I just got a new show launching. It's called ESG Players, and I'm really excited to be here with Bex. Jonathan, can you explain to us what ESG investing is? Yeah, ESG is, is something I'm really strong, and it has to do with the way that people invest their uh, portfolio. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today and share with people that we really want to have an impact in how our investments are impacting the world. And so we want to make sure that when we put our money into places that it's really matching our values and impacting it the way we would like. So ESG is investing is really a three-pronged approach. It's environmental, it's social, and it's governance. And we take that and we put that into the portfolio uh, screening and we come up with what companies and what investments in your portfolio would match what you feel is your appropriate values for what you're trying to accomplish. Have you had people come into your office and say that they're interested in doing ESG investing and then you look at their portfolio and you're like, you know, let's say they're a new client and you look at their portfolio and you notice that they're maybe 60% of their investments are already in ESG. Right. So what's kind of interesting about the whole ESG world is if you think about it is there's going to be a lot of companies potentially that you and I might already have in our portfolio, but this is a way and this is really a strategy that enables us to know for sure and to make sure that the entire portfolio matches our values. So an example might be maybe we already currently own something like Ecolab or a water purification company or a water filter company, and we're really excited and we like what they do in their uh, business world. However, then we find out that in our portfolio, we might own an energy company that is uh, fossil fuels. And so you might say, it's really important to me to have a portfolio that doesn't have any fossil fuels, things such as oil and gas. But you wouldn't really know that without putting the filters and the screens and putting some research into it to see if your portfolio really does or doesn't have that. So when you say Ecolabs, as an example given... Um, I guess I would tend to want to almost think that that would be, I mean, they're using chemicals on our planet, and that's what we're trying to stay away from, correct? Or, Well, so that could be a potential uh, conflict in saying we may not want to have our, uh, our portfolio allocated to a company such as that. On the other hand, they're very big into cleaning water and filtration oh. and making sure that we have clean, clean drinking water and that we're not polluting the environment and that they're helping worldwide to clean that up. So, yeah, we have to kind of look at it and say, what are the areas that are important and what are the areas that that company does business in? And then are they a positive or are they a negative net, right? Are they doing more things that we agree with and that would be beneficial? Or after we do all of the uh, scoring and the screening, do we discover that, you know, maybe they're doing some things that are good, but overall it's just not enough for what we'd like to see in our portfolio. So now that we just talked a little bit about something that may be an environmental concern to people, and they want to make sure that the environmental issues are being addressed. The social aspect would be a situation where maybe you find out that a company isn't as diverse racially or it isn't as diverse gender-wise, or maybe they don't have as many women on the board of directors as you think is appropriate, or maybe they don't really believe in some of the things socially that you believe in, maybe equal pay 
or things of that nature. So that's the second piece that we're going to want to really look at after we look at the environmental issues and see if that matches our values and how we'd like to see a company doing business. Then we're going to look at the social aspect and see if it agrees or disagrees with some of the things that we think a corporation should be looking at and behaving culturally with their employees and the way they do business with the public. Governance is really the way that a company sets up its culture and its way that it's going to um, police itself. It's going to make sure that it's following the proper uh, guidelines, that it's not doing things that are unethical or immoral. A good example might be maybe we have a large banking institution and they decide that in order to meet their quarterly goals that they're going to open up uh, fake accounts for clients who don't exist. So that would be a bad thing, of course. But you might find out that you actually own stock in that financial institution, and then it doesn't match your values, and you don't agree with that. So here's an opportunity for us to say, let's screen and give a score to these financial institutions or these corporations on how they do business ethically and morally, and then determine if that matches our values so that we're not giving our money to corporations that don't do the things that we think are morally and ethical correct. How do you get people interested in wanting to do ESG investing? Right. So what we're discovering uh, with our clients currently and what really the general public is saying is they really want a way for them to know what they own. And so the first thing we want to find out is what's important to you, right? What are your values and what are your desires to have your investments uh, impact be? And so we kind of go through a questionnaire. We'll ask you things of that nature. And then depending on your responses, we're going to try to tailor and make sure that your investment portfolio matches that. So the first step really is to talk about it, have a conversation with you and to say, what's important to you and what are your values? Have you felt like you've had pretty positive responses on people to invest in ESG? So we have. And I think if you look at the amount of money that is going towards that strategy, it's really increased greatly the last several years. So it's been a long, uh, around a long time. And what's changed is in the past, it was all about eliminating things that were negatives. So we would say, well, if they have fossil fuel, we got to eliminate it. If they do uh, things that we don't agree with, we have to eliminate it. Now it's kind of saying is, how about we find companies that are doing things we agree with? Maybe there's a company that is doing alternative energy with solar or wind. Well, that's a positive. So we want to include that in our portfolio. And so the dynamics and the culture has really changed over the last five years. And so now it's really picking up momentum. One of the other things that really has enabled us to be able to do it uh, in a better way is technology that wasn't around, say, five years ago, is around today that allows us to more easily find out who are these companies and what are they actually doing and what are the matrix that uh, we need to know to be able to make good investment decisions. So one of the things that uh, people don't always get to hear about or learn about or even are aware of as an investor, when we own shares in a company, we are a shareholder, and so therefore we should have a right and we have a vote to share with them how we would like to see them run their business. And so one of the huge benefits of finding out who does business the way we agree with and who is in an industry that we'd like to be in is we can be an advocate and we can go to that company, we can go to the board and we can go to the CEO and we can say, you know, it'd be nice if you would look at it this way or maybe you can change how you're doing things in a certain fashion and have some input into that. So that's kind of what people are excited about is that companies that want to raise capital, right, and companies that are growing, they want to be able to appeal to a certain segment of the population 
And so we have some input into that, and that's kind of what's driving that is they know that a lot of money is flowing because of that, and so therefore they're more in tune to say maybe we should take notice and we should actually take into account what our shareholders are feeling and try to match some of that so that we can both have a positive path of growth. Pushback from people has definitely made an impact for them. Do you think there's maybe more people on their board of directors that are noticing more ESGs? I mean, I don't know if that's helping to make an impact for the companies. Right. So if we kind of think about it this way in the sense of it's really uh, very, very culturally popular with the people under age 40 because culturally they're growing up with recycling and waste uh, reduction and sustainability. And so what we're finding is that that group of people coming up and now they're becoming wage earners and they're going into the workforce, they're really interested in knowing what's in their portfolio. And they're very interested in saying, I would like to have the opportunity to include companies that agree with my values. So that's really what's driving it right now, as opposed to years back when that population was less uh, able to really find the technology to do the screening and the companies were not necessarily reporting the data that would give us the opportunity to make a good decision. And so between the companies changing the fact that they're reporting the information and giving us the opportunity to evaluate it and the investors who are coming up age-wise and the new, um, you know, the millenniums and the people who are interested in that factor are really asking for it. And then they're, they're doing what we call is their walk in the talk. Right? They're moving their money to those strategies that incorporate that. And then, of course, money talks and BS walks. So when you think about it that way, people take notice and they listen when they see where the money's flowing. How do you feel for yourself that ESG investing has changed your personal world? Well, so if you think about it, it's, it's just a great opportunity for uh, us as investors to say, you know, I want to make sure that my portfolio and my investments and the companies that I'm investing in are doing things that I agree with. So if you think about what opened the door for uh, me is that three, four years ago, we became a beekeeper, and you see what's going on in the environment, and you take a little bit more notice. And so that door opens, and you realize that there's companies that are having a good impact on the environment, and there's companies that are having a poor impact on the environment and how they do business. And then you get to evaluate well, what is the criteria and what is the level that's important to you? And then once that door opens, you say, gosh, I wonder how these people are treating their employees. And I wonder how they are working in their culture as far as diversity and whether or not they're diverse in their workforce and whether or not they're diverse in who they do business with. And then that door opens, the next door is, I wonder if they're doing things ethically and moral. So if you think about it in your personal life, you can say, I have a set of ideas and a set of values that I believe in. Now I want to do business with those same kind of people, but even take it up further is I want to have my investments that are making a big impact on uh, how culturally and how these businesses are working. I want to have that influence. And so I'm going to seek out those companies and I want help doing that. And so the ESG world is allowing us to align those values with our portfolio and align those values with what we believe is important and then to seek that out. So one of the things uh, I, I really feel that can be beneficial to our listeners going forward, and so this is kind of what the f- format, hopefully, of our show is going to be, is I feel that it's really important that we can have people from the private and the public sector 
out there who come on and we can talk to them and engage with them and learn how they're positively impacting and how they're adding value to the environmental social governance world and the way that people are investing. So it'll be really exciting in the future as we do this show is to have guests who come on who are experts in the field. Maybe that'll be someone who's an expert in water purification. It might be an expert in reducing pesticides in the agriculture industry. It might be a guest who says, you know, when we want to talk about running a corporation and we want to make sure that we have diversity, here's kind of how a company can do that. So I think that's really exciting for us is that we're going to be able to incorporate that into the show, the ESG players, based on the fact that on a weekly basis, we're going to have some weeks where I'll just be the host and giving some information. And in other weeks, we might incorporate a guest who's really an expert to bring some real value so we can learn industry-wide much deeper what is going on to help increase the uh, impact and the way that people are doing business. Great. That's great. So I think we've got a lot of information for people today, and um, I really appreciate everybody listening to the ESG Players podcast. We will have a lot more information coming your way. And Jonathan, I think it was a great first show. Excellent. Thank you for uh, getting us launched, and I look forward to a great podcasting adventure. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, Jonathan B. Kovacnik, CHFC, registered representative, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposits.